Hey everybody, welcome to the Apprentice Podcast. I am Jeff, and with me is my ever awesome co-host, David. How are you today, David? Doing great. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful compliment. Yes. Well, I have to butter you up so that way maybe you'll look the other way when I beat you in the confessional count. But that's another podcast. Yeah, I was like, oh, did we do apprentice confessional count? I lost that one because I didn't submit anything. Right. Right. (laughs) Um. But what did you think of this week's episode of The Apprentice, David? I thought it was good. It was entertaining. Once again. I have the same complaints last week. I'd love to see it be a two-hour thing. To me, I know a lot of people, this is sort of debate, are like, oh, I like the one hour. It's very concise. And I'm like, oh, I hate the one hour. I want to see all the the lame moments. That's what makes Apprentice great. It's all these non-significant moments. Right. I definitely agreed with you last week about having a two-hour episode. This episode, though, I didn't really think there was probably enough to make a two-hour episode because it was such a simple... This one did not feel as hurried or right. as, you know, cut and pasted like the other one did. Right. So I agree I with you. I agree with you that this one, this transition, or this episode seemed to flow a lot better for one hour than the, the previous one, but at the same time, I still just think how much more could have they, they show. Right. Right. But uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your uh, Ben, we had to see Dennis Rodman go this week. Uh, I believe you said predictable. Well, uh, I mean, it was very predictable. The very first time they sh- they zoomed in on Melania's name that that team was going to lose. Right. Uh, it was also very predictable. I was like, there was an off chance that Trace Adkins could get fired, but I was like, Donald Trump would truly lose all credibility that he thinks he has if he fired Trace over Dennis Rodman. Right. So And I, I see I kinda figured from the edit that they weren't gonna fire Trace because they did show Dennis signing everything, which they yeah. don't haven't ever really done before. They've always kind of implied that it happens, that the project manager said that's okay. But they actually showed him physically signing the piece of paper with her name spelled wrong. And so I figured that that was kind of the nail in Dennis's coffin. Yeah, but, I mean, really, look at all these previous tasks and who's contributed. Trace is a really good player at this game, and Dennis Rodman is clearly not. So right. if, if Trump would have fired Trace, it, it would have caused a huge uproar. Right. Although, you know, now I think that that team, team, uh, what is it? That's team power isn't terrible. I think they've got uh, Trace Adkins, who's, I think, really good at the game. Lil John, who I think is really good at the game. Brandy Roderick, who seems solid enough. He's good at following. Right. They get, if they get to pick who they put on their other team, they could have a really good team. If they don't get a pick, even if they get someone not as good, they could still have a pretty solid team. And, from and what I, I d- deduced from the preview, just seeing that, and sh- they pretty much showed everyone on team, uh, what's the team besides power? What's plan B. Team, they showed everyone on plan B except for Mary Lou Henner. Right, and they, now that I think about it, I do remember seeing a screen cap of team power with Mary Lou Henner. So... so. I think it's Mary Lou Henner, which, I mean, isn't a bad person. No, I think that puts him on a really strong team, because now if you think about it, Team Plan B only really has Pendulette and Lisa Rinna. With Gary Busey and Stephen Baldwin. Baldwin. 
who are wonderful. I but know. I will tell you this: I am still rooting for that team. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> um, but I love to see. I want to see Gary Busey made be the only person who I want to see go farther than his credibility would allow. So. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> like, you know. Do you imagine if Gary Busey was in the final four of Celebrity Oh, just put him in the final two right now. <laughs> but uh, oh, let, let's let's back up a little bit. We were talking a lot about last week about how uh, we were wondering who was going to diss Melania, and obviously we find out that it was uh, by spelling her name wrong on the sheet. But uh, I. Oh no, there was I. I have to say. I'm going to take you on a little journey that I went on while watching the episode, because I was on pins and needles the entire episode. First, Dennis Rodman asks if he can see Melania's bathroom. <laughs> Which I thought, you know, maybe, maybe that's the diss. I don't, you know, it could be. If there's nothing else, I could see Donald Trump taking that wrong way. If Melania's really offended, I could see Donald Trump taking that the wrong way. But then you have Trace Adkins in a confessional saying, well, thank God she doesn't speak English, which is borderline racist. Um, and so I'm thinking, no, oh. No, 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 no. That wasn't Melania. That was Dennis Rodman. Oh, I thought he was talking about Melania. No, he was saying, thank goodness that uh, Dennis Rodman doesn't speak English because you can't understand anything that he oh, says. Oh, well, that works. Okay, so never mind. So Trace isn't in there. But then. We have quite possibly the weirdest confessional in the history, the history of reality television. When Gary Busey says, have you ever had your genitalia spin so fast like a Ferris wheel? That's like, like what it's talking, or that's what it's like when you talk to Melania Trump. To which I am literally rolling on the floor laughing at this point because it's such a ridiculous statement. <laughs> I just... I thought then that was going to be the diss, and then of course this is be. why we need to have Gary Busey and Russell Hance on the reality show. Today. Oh God! What? How would Russell Hance react to Gary Busey being in his He's the worst celebrity in Apprentice history. No. It's just, it was just the funniest, weirdest confessional. Because you know how Gary Busey talks. He talks really slowly, and he explains, it's like almost very methodical. And I just saw, like, the confessional crumbling before my eyes after each word. I was like, oh no, oh no, oh god, oh no. And then it just, he said, like, spinning like a Ferris wheel. And I just burst out laughing and couldn't handle it anymore. It was awesome. And then you had, what did you think? I, I did agree with them that Penn's presentation was terrible. It was terrible. Oh, it was so bad. But you know, and I've been in I've been in that situation before. You know, I'm I'm a debater, and uh, I'm used to standing up and talking in front of people in in an impromptu fashion. And you do get a really confident feeling. Like I've done class presentations before, where I say, as long as I prepare everything before, I don't need to practice the presentation because that just comes naturally to me. And for someone who's, I mean, leaps and bounds a better presenter than I am, I can understand how he could be really, really confident and just crumble because that happens to me all the time. Yeah, well, it, it almost came off as he didn't really care about the presentation, you know, and he was just like, oh, yeah, here's their stuff. 
Person. Right, and I was scared. If if they had lost, I would have been scared. Oh yeah, ben. that's why. But everyone said he did a wonderful job. The word Melania, you know, fifty times. Right. I would have been really worried that they would have lost. Right, <laughs> but it was like it was really weird because I thought Stephen Baldwin and Gary, B everyone on that team had a terrible strategy when Donald Trump asked. How was Pendulette as a project manager? They must have all known they won because if I were them, I would have said, you know, he did really good in the planning stage, but he he lost it in the presentation, and his presentation was terrible. Because well, who gets fired on that team after they all say he does excellent? Well, I don't even think that it is they knew they won, but it's the whole thing of that you suck up until you know you lost because you don't want to uh, make people mad if you did win. Right, but do do you think that you're do you think that you're bound by your previous statements? This is the Celebrity Apprentice we're talking about, right? Right. So one episode, absolutely, you're bound by your previous statements, as Trump will point it out, and then the next episode, it means absolutely nothing. Right. So who who's to say? Well, and I mean, you could say afterwards, like. Because they did this all before they listed the pros and cons. You could say, oh, well, once I heard that we lost because of the presentation, that means that Penn should be fired because he exactly. was in charge of that. Yeah. So that's fair. But yeah. What did you think, though, of the uh, products by each team? Uh, you know, I did, I did sort of, personally, I like Plan B's a little better. Uh... You know, I just thought the other one was a little too simple, which was what they were going for. Right. But, you know, with everything trying to be simple these days, you know, I'm okay with having a sentence instead of two words. Right. So. <laughs> were you in, I mean, I thought that they were the same, almost the same exact presentation. Even down to, the like, they both had the same number of posters. They both had that weird, like, carrier thing that looks like it could have been a, uh, like an end cap in a in a store almost. Uh, they, you saw it more from Plan B, but they did show it from Power as well. And they both used the same picture of Melania. I mean, the only real difference was the color scheme and then the fact that Team Plan B had caviar. And the slogan. Right, and the slogan. But, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they weren't drastically different, which is why they said, oh, we like both of them. Uh... But yeah, when you spell you can spell her name wrong, it's sealing you're 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 sealing the coffin there. Yes. Also, am I the only one who thinks it's weird to be rubbing fish eggs on your face? <laughs> uh, don't question it. Obviously, you're not rich enough to understand this, Jeff. Apparently not. For those of you who don't know, caviar is fish eggs, <laughs> and so when you buy Melania's caviar cream, I'm sure it does wonders. But it's fish eggs. <laughs> now I'm just imagining like them hatching on you. <laughs> right. Face. Right. Like, <laughs> this is the image you put in my head. I'm, I apologize. Hurry, <laughs> get to the water. <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about Pendulette and this task, and I personally think he probably would have been fired had his team lost. What did you think of him just kind of dismissing Eric Trump? Uh, I found his confessional hilarious. Um, his whole thing where, like, Eric Trump is a hunk of meat. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, 
but uh, his actual <laughs> telling it, it see, it came off sort of rude. Yeah, you could say that again. So, uh, tip for if you are ever on The Apprentice, don't dismiss the Trumps. Yeah, I understand he, he was in a time crunch, and I just think there could have been a slightly more tactful way of doing it. Well, he could have at least done what Trace did in episode one and just send Gary after Eric to distract him. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because just the way he did it, he almost tried to do it jokingly, like, <laughs> you need to get out. Right, so, like, oh, Eric, you're such a you're such a time waster, you, now leave. But, uh, yeah, it did come off very rude, I thought. So I think we're starting to see the downfall of Ken here. Don't say that. He did have a few episodes last season that where he was he had some things like this. Well, uh, and that sort of helped explain when he did get fired. Right. So, so. it makes me sad, very sad, because we do love our Pendulette. But to be honest, if, if Trump has any credibility at all, there has to be like at least three more people who get fired before him. Right, right. Which, I mean, that's a big statement if Trump has any credibility left at all. But. It is. But you got to think at least one or two more people who get fired before Penn. Right. You know, he's on a team with Stephen Baldwin and Gary Busey. Right, right. If he get fired before both of them, I mean, <laughs> that'd be pretty sad. Yes. Yes, it would. We've talked a lot about predictions and things like that, and you said, you know, Gary and Steven are short for this game because they're just incompetent. Do you think any of that's changed? Do you think Steven is, has a better chance? or any, do you, Has anyone, I guess what I'm asking, has anyone's position in the game changed because of this episode? Uh, the only thing that I think it helps show that Penn probably won't make it to the final two uh, you know, we we sort of speculated that before, but I think this sort of took his stock down. Other than that, I can't really think. Trace, his stock also went down a little bit, uh, which we predicted he wouldn't make it to the final two either. So I think it's helping prove our points a little. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think, if anything, I think Lisa and Mary Lou actually came off really good this episode. Um, not only were they a part of the winning team, but they were willing to speak up when they knew that what they were had wasn't perfect, even though it was good enough. Yeah. Which, and they were willing to speak up against their project manager saying, you know, this, this slogan isn't quite what we need, which I think showed a lot of like, they're there to actually do a good job and not just to play the game. Cause if they were playing the game, they would have just let that slogan slide, slide because it was good enough. And they were risking, you know, Donald Trump saying that the new slogan wasn't very good. So I, I thought that was really, I thought that was really telling of them that they were willing to call. And that's why I'm, I think it's more and more likely that one of them will be in the final two. Yes, I would say Mary Lou has a better chance of being in the final two than Lisa. Yeah, to me they're a toss up. I think we've seen a little more of Mary Lou, so that makes me think that. Yeah, has she been? Be has she been project manager yet? I, I would have to think so, because uh, next week's Gary Gary's project manager, which means everyone else has been project manager. <laughs> That's what happened. Right. Um, let me look it up. Ah. Well, we've all done it. That must mean it's Gary's turn. <laughs> yes, everyone's been project manager once. Mary Lou was project manager in task four. Except for Gary. Right. Uh, yes, you were... Oh, yes, Gary and Brett Michaels are the only two who have not been project manager. 
I don't think Brett ever will. <laughs> yeah. Unless he comes back again. I don't... Well, Trump may like that now. You know, you're trying to redeem yourself. Right. You're first out. You're, this is a comeback story. <laughs> right. You went from but winner to... But you also won. I'm in a very difficult dilemma. <laughs> right. So, you still say Little John wins, then? Uh, he's also... I mean, his stock is going down a little bit just because he's on a losing team. Like, I think they lost four in a row now. So, I think, him personally, he hasn't really done anything wrong. He's still proving to be very qualified. But he is on a losing team, and sometimes they look at track numbers. So that's the only thing going against him. But at the same time, do I see someone else who can top him? The only person I see is Mary Lou. I still have to go with Little John at this point. Yeah, I'd agree. Also, I think Trace has a chance. Um, but this episode, like you said, was bad for him. He's also, you can just see it in him, you know, He's always had that kind of curmudgeonly attitude, but he's so disconnected with the game right now, it seems yeah, like. I was I was watching he has no fight in him when it comes to the boardroom. He he was not trying to save himself at all, other than well, he signed the papers. But he like you know, he wasn't he wasn't really fighting for his life. That's right. For sure. And in even it like he's all, like I said he's always had that kind of laid back curmudgeonly attitude, but even in the first couple episodes he had some energy behind it. Well, and even go to his previous season, he he definitely stood up and fought for himself, even right? To make it far. This time, I think he could give. Honestly, I think he could care less what happens. He won all that money at the beginning for right. his charity. Uh, you know, he's still there. He could win some more. That'd be cool, but. Whatever happens, happens. Right. I think you're. Ex I think you're absolutely right. And we predicted this from week two. Yeah. So eventually, I, yeah, I think he's just gonna get less and less <laughs> in the fight, and eventually Trump will probably let him go. Well, when he's on a team with Brandy, Roderick, Little John, and Mary Lou, like three fairly competent people, um, I think that he's gonna have to fight or be left to his own devices, like. When you had an Omarosa or a Dennis Rodman or a Claudia Jordan to always fall back on, you didn't really have to fight. But with those people, you might have to fight. And I think well, that's going to be his downfall. This is the thing that I that I find interesting. Let's say Penn's team wins the next two more. Suddenly, Gary Busey is in the final six, as is Stephen Baldwin. Somehow they're in the final six. Right. And let's say they mix up the teams and they get on separate tribes, or separate teams. That means one of them's in the final five. How far can we go with these two people? That's what's really intriguing to me. How far do you think they can go? Um, I would say that one of them, oh jeez, I'd, okay. I'm going to guess that one of them leaves next week and one of them makes it to the final six and gets fired then. So one of them gets eighth place and one of them gets sixth place. Okay. And I'm going to guess Gary Busey gets 8th place because he is the project manager next week. So He is the project manager. I, I do sort of foresee them losing based off of the other team. They're sort of... And that's the thing that gets me. I hate that Brandy's still in this game. Right. Like, to me... Because I, I sort of wrote out what I would like to see. Uh, I think I had Gary Busey in 
seventh or sixth place, just because to have any more is sort of ridiculous, any lower. Right. But my final four, I think, was uh, Lil John, Trace, Penn, and Mary Lou, and then like Stephen Fifth. I, I preferably I like to see Steven go as far as possible, but once again, credibility-wise, I think he'll, he'll be out before that. So that leaves Brandy to go off early, Harry Busey, and Lisa Rinna. And I think Lisa Rinna, she has the potential to go far, and Brandy has the potential to go far, just because they are sort of those floaters. Right. They're not going to do anything really wrong, but at the same time, they're not doing that much right. Right. And, you know, Brandy Roderick is competent. Like, she can do tasks. But at the same time, I just look back to the very first challenge where she was absolutely horrible as the project manager. And has she been project manager again? I don't think so. No. No one's been project manager twice yet. So, it's... If she can, I, if she gets project manager again and fails horrifically, that's what I'd like to see. <laughs> right. I think, like, it depends on how they do the final four as well, because one season they did it where people interviewed them and picked two people to leave. One season they did it where people just randomly, like, they, they just did it two versus two and someone got fired, right? So depending on how they do that, right, if Gary Busey or Stephen Baldwin make it to the final four, they'll never make it past the interview. But one of them could potentially be saved by a two versus two scenario. Well, I think for almost all the celebrity apprentices, especially the recent seasons, what they've been doing is they have the winners come back as advisors and then they interview them and then give their opinions to Trump. The the tricky part is the advisors are or the the winners are already advising throughout the season. Well, so we'll the season so with the season where John Rich won, they had Trump had executives interview them. Yeah, I think it was the the following everyone following that because that was number three, right? I think it was four. Was it four? Uh, five and six then. All I know is I think it's two seasons where they've had winners come back. Let me let me research that. Are quick. we what season are we in right now? Seven, I'm pretty sure. Cause okay, wait, cause we had Piers Morgan, Joan Rivers, Brett Michaels, John Rich, which was season four, and then we had Arsenio Hall. So we're in six. Okay. Okay, the season two, they had, they all were interviewed by Piers Morgan, who advised Trump on who should advance to the final two. So they did just the winner from last season. Uh, let's look at season three. Yeah. Uh, the next one was interviews with Bill Rancic and Joan Rivers. So oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, then season four. John Rich. Oh, uh, nope. They were interviewed by Piers, Joan, and Brett. So all the women. Maybe I'm just crazy then. A lot of the first seasons, you know, non-celebrity. Right, right, right. And then final four were interviewed by John Rich and Marley Matlin. So, yep, all of them since season 
season two on have all been by people on the show, or hmm. most of the winners except for Marley was the only one. Yeah, so the the trend has been select to have the, the winners come back and, and advise once it gets down to the final four. They had Marley Matlin in who got second place, and they had Bill Rancic who was winner of the first non-celebrity apprentice. Uh, but all in all, I would assume the same thing would probably happen. But it's interesting because now they'll have a little more information because they've been advising for the like two episodes apiece. You know, whatever I whatever happens, I want Gary Busey in the finals. That would be incredible. There's no way he could win though, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think there's even a way. There is a slim chance he could make the final four. There is no chance he's in the final two. I'll just say that right now. Yes, I would agree with you. Like, I could see him making it. There's no way Trump would allow... Because he does want to appear somewhat credible. Right, and we talked about that. The winner, while the decisions throughout may not be credible, the winner always, like, usually... um, is they may somewhat not have correct. been the number one best person, but they were a good qualified person. But I, I look forward. I hope they go back to two hours. Do you know if they're doing that? Um. Yes. Next week, I believe it is starting at eight o'clock, which to me means two hours. Excellent. I love two hours. Maybe they should even add a third hour in just to make up for this last one. Uh. To me. I want to see the the crazy, silly moments. I want to see Gary Busey and all of his project manager glory. And I want to see some good tasks. I mean, this, this last task, the Melania one, it wasn't that interesting to watch them do it. No, it was clearly Donald Trump trying to get his wife's product on the air. Yeah. Well, and, you know, him selling his Donald Trump stuff has happened in every season since the very beginning. Is actually probably the most blatant in the beginning because the first season they didn't have as many like sponsors and get big name companies. So like every single task was selling something Trump. Which, you know, I I don't hate when the tasks are somewhat interesting. Like sell whatever you want. I'm not gonna be persuaded because the products that you're going to be promoting are probably way out of my price range. But <laughs> Like, at least make the task interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would say the, the two weeks ago, the art one, that was interesting. I think if we saw more of it, more of the art, the making the art, it could have been very interesting to watch. Right. The Farouk one was was a fairly interesting to watch. You know, see what crazy tactics they have, seeing Farouk himself. Well, it would have been um, nice if they actually made use of use of the mobile, like... Because the way that I understood it was that there was a mobile, like that they were actually going to use the mobile function of their mobile. Um, oh, yeah, it was just stationary. Right. Yeah. So, and like we even said, the very, you know, episode two was a real dud. And we had the Universal Studios task, which was just really sort of boring to watch. Right. Oh, God, that one was terrible. <laughs> So, I think it's all about, and maybe that's why I didn't quite put this episode in great, was just because, I, while I did enjoy most of the other things, the actual task itself was not that entertaining. 
For which one? The Universal Studios? This one. No, this current one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... I thought it was a good episode. It was entertaining, but it wasn't quite great status because we just had this Melania task. Right. So, my, I guess my question is, what type of tasks would you like to see in the future? I really like tasks where there is some sort of performance aspect to it, and not necessarily, like, present your advertisement to executives, but, like, I thought that the plays were really fun. Whenever they made movies in the old, uh... Oh, and next week is a silent movie. I forgot about that. So I think that could be really fun. And those are my favorite. I also really like the art tasks. Um, Things where there's more of a creative aspect than, like, I guess advertisement does have a creative aspect, but things where the creative aspect is more free than it is in just like a advertising. And see, here, here's something interesting. In the original Apprentices, some of my favorite tasks were the selling tasks, where they had to go sometimes on the street and sell things. I don't like it as much in the celebrity because now they're just get people to send in big checks. Right. So they're selling things. They're not actually selling, which makes it, you know, they're making phone calls, which makes it a little less interesting for me to watch. I would like to see, I think Donald Trump should do a task where he says, you guys have to sell sandwiches, but you can charge whatever you want, but there are two rules. One, the price has to be the same exact price for every sandwich that you sell. So you can't sell a twenty dollars sandwich and a ten dollars sandwich. You have to sell one price. Or and, a twenty thousand dollar. Right, and the other thing, like that, would I think would be good enough. Like then it would be nice to see what people's strategy is. But then he could even, if he really wanted to get to the heart of the task, which is to sell as much as you can, uh, then say like, oh, and you can't charge more than a hundred dollars or so you know like put a cap on it so that way they actually do have to sell to the public and that becomes the main goal of the task and that like i'm not saying the fundraising task shouldn't happen but i think that he should have at least one task per season where the goal is really to sell to a more public well, see, audience. i would change the rules to this you have them sell sandwiches whichever team sells the most sandwiches not makes them oh see that and that works that works just as well because then the goal well, you'd sort of have to put some sort of price on it, otherwise they'd be selling them for a dollar. Right, that's true. So yeah, there's some sort of balance in there, but yeah. Or or make it where you're not allowed to make phone calls. You have to sell the people on the street. Right. But yeah, I think that would be entertaining. And to see who is actually good at selling something, as opposed to who's who has lots of friends in their role of that. Right. And like I said, I don't think that should happen every single no, time. No, I'm not saying get rid of the fundraising. I'm saying make this as a, a different type of task. Right. Well, is there anything else to talk about? We seem to talk a lot about the uh, future of The Apprentice and not so much on this episode. There wasn't much that, like, I enjoyed the episode, but really it was centered around the misspelling of Melania's name. Yeah. Which I will say, I felt like... While that was a big deal, I felt like they maybe folk like maybe that shouldn't have been the sole reason someone got fired. Do you think that that was that's worth the sole reason that someone gets fired? What other reasoning did they have? Right, I'm I I don't know that they had another reasoning reasoning, but he didn't even attempt to give another reasoning. 
I think if that was the only thing they lost on, then that's the only thing they have to go on. That's fair. Let's do this, though. Where we talked about, you know, we've been talking about this since, I think, September or October, of who we wanted to see come back on the Celebrity Apprentice All-Stars. And then we found out about the cast, and we're like, oh, I don't know about this person. Let's go back to each of the people so far that they've been fired and say, were we satisfied with them coming back? Did we Do we think it was good that they came back, or would we have now, in retrospect, that they were fired, do we think we should have gone with another person? Okay, let's do that. Brett Michael. Obviously uh, unsatisfied. Yeah, not worth it. If, if Trump was going to have this attitude going in, he shouldn't have passed it. That's right. my, my thing. If he wanted to wait and do like a winner's battle or something, uh, that would have been one thing. But I yeah, I was excited sort of for Brent coming in. Hugely disappointed that it was so unnecessarily against him. Right. It was not necessary to, to, to be that blatant about, oh, you're a winner, you shouldn't have come back, you're fired. Like, it just seemed really... Like, I agree. Who's next? Uh, D. Snyder. I incredibly unsatisfied. I loved him in his first season. Uh, to, to me, it was sort of par for the course. I mean, I didn't think he was that much of a standout for his last season. I mean, I really liked him. He's so likable. I wanted to see him do well. Last time, I didn't think he stood out that much. This time, he obviously didn't stand out that much and, and just fell on his sword. So. Right. I mean... I th- if he could have become a more standout character and a, re- a true character in the game, I think it would have been great. But he was just, he was too competent and too normal. He was too normal. Right, especially for this cast. Yeah. Who's next? Latoya. I actually was very much satisfied with Latoya. I thought she came off a lot better this time. I, I agree. I was a little like, oh, Latoya's back. But then... Coming in, I thought it was great. I liked her, and I think she got fired at the right spot. Yes, I, I agree. I, she had a satisfying ending. She made a dumb move, didn't bring Omarosa. Not saying that Omarosa's going to get fired there anyways, but it, it left me with a satisfied ending for her. So I'm glad they brought the play back. Agreed. Claudia Jordan. You know what? Satisfied. She actually did things this season. I'm not happy they brought her back, but she did better this season than she, or she was more satisfying this season than she was last season. I will say she, uh, most improved the award. Yes. Like, she far succeeded my expectations of her. I still think they could have found better people to bring. Agreed. Amorosa? I think it was a fitting end to the legacy of Amorosa. So you're satisfied? Yes. That doesn't mean that I think she should have been brought... Well, yes. Yes, I'm satisfied. I... I was a little dissatisfied with how she got out. I wanted her ending to be a little more explosive. Like, she was so explosive the whole season, and then she just sort of ho-hum and gets out (laughs) like that. So, I think... They brought her back for that purpose. I actually would have probably liked to see her get fired a week before, just to see her a bit more explosive, and then Donald Trump goes, you're fired. Maybe. 
That's but I, I think she came, she came back. They brought her back for a reason, and she delivered on that. You, you liked her ending. Yes, I thought it was a fitting ending to Amorosa. Why was it fitting? I felt like it finally, like, she left without someone having a personal vendetta against her, like Piers did. Right, she left on her of her own volition. She caused as much mayhem as she could. She came back to a season and proved that basically she will never be able to survive The Apprentice. Okay. And I don't think... I wasn't convinced of that before. Like, I was, but I wasn't. I can see that. And I think that just leaves us with Dennis Rodman. I don't think I even need to answer that question. Well, hi. Because it's uh, clearly that he was much more satisfying this time than he was last time. Absolutely. He's another for most improved. Right. I mean, it was sort of entertaining to see him do absolutely horrible the last time. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but, it, but it was good, and I think it would have been dissatisfying if he lasted any longer. Right. Like, if he would have beaten other people in this game, I think it would have been a little more bitter. Right. And, like, I've never said in my life, and I probably will never say again, that Dennis Rodman gave me the feels, you know? It's, like, a cool story to see that he turned his life around like he did. So, there you have it. The first six people fired. We still have eight left. Anything can happen. Right. Is there anyone who's really surprised you this season who's still left? Gary Gary hasn't surprised me. Uh, Lisa, no. Mary Lou, no. Uh, Penn, no. Trace, not really. We sort of called that he wasn't going to be as into it. Uh, Lil John, no. Brandy, no. I guess the only person I did not think, for some reason, I thought Stephen Baldwin would not be as quite as devious or villainous as he was. I remember from the first season of The Apprentice, I didn't think he was quite that way. I thought he was a little bit more respectable in his first season. This one, he, he's definitely all about the strategy and these little things here and there that really sort of irk other people. Yeah, I would agree. Although I think maybe Stephen Baldwin's suffering from a little bit of, like, inferiority complex where he hasn't been on a show. He hasn't been on TV in a long time. Yeah. So now that he's on, he's got to, you know. The first, uh, he was on Celebrity Apprentice 2, I'm pretty sure. No, he was on the first one, wasn't he? Oh, he was on the first, yes, that's right. Okay, so he was on the first Celebrity Apprentice, and he was, that was still in his, his sort of heyday of reality shows. Right. He was on the Celebrity Mill 1 and 2. He was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here within that time frame. So he was sort of in his heyday. Then it sort of dropped off, and we didn't see him for a while. So he comes back for this one. Yeah, he, he needs to make himself known. Maybe he's trying to get some sort of... Deal. Like, maybe he has a deal where if he does well on this show, then somebody's going to offer him a spot on a TV show or something like that. I don't know. Well, he's definitely having financial troubles. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, he... He was in trouble for not paying his taxes. I think he, he's getting it worked out or something, so he's not going to go to jail. But well, that's good. That's not looking too good for, for Steve Baldwin. People should pay their taxes. That is true. And it's uh, it's close to April 15th, so if you haven't, now's the time. Yeah.
That's the great thing about uh, the Apprentice podcast or any sort of David and Jeff media. You really get comprehensive life advice. Exactly. Have you paid your taxes, Jeff? Uh, I actually get money back this year. Impressive. Uh, <laughs> I, I got quite a few money back as well. I, well, I, I moved this year from Minnesota to California, and uh, <laughs> I got... I was in college in Minnesota, and I got a really piddly job there. So I got a whole five dollars back from Minnesota. Cost him more to send it to you than it did for you to have it. <laughs> Probably. You know, at least you weren't in California a couple of years ago where they couldn't pay their tax returns. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but anyway. Our fans are probably tired of listening about taxes. Is there a more boring subject that we could talk about? I'm sure. I'm sure we could find one. So next time on the Apprentice podcast, here's subject. What are your thoughts on feline aid? Yeah. Right. We'll talk about something really boring for you. No, we're just kidding. We'd like to thank everyone for uh, listening in and um, enjoying this podcast with us. Make sure you keep tuned on our website, apprenticepodcast.blogspot.com. You can also follow us on iTunes uh, at The Apprentice Podcast. And we are, seriously, we're looking for guests to talk with us, because maybe, maybe you can bring some new uh, uh, light into this podcast. So we'd love to have conversations. What do, what do you think of The Celebrity Apprentice? So if you are interested at all in coming on, uh, let us know via Facebook. Uh, we have our Survivor Facebook page, David and Jeff. Uh, Survivor Podcast, so look for us there, or uh, comment on uh, iTunes or our website, and we would love to, to chat. Yes, so thank you very much for listening. You have a great week, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Hasta la vista. Baby.